Welcome, my friends, to the Speak the Language podcast. We are in the full throes of spring turkey season. So much so that literally, yeah, let me think about it. Everyone on the entire team is scattered elsewhere currently. And I'm pretty sure the reason for that is all turkey related. Uh, I'm currently sitting uh, at Kudzu Bluff. I'm going to do a little turkey listening in the morning because we'll... Um, Wilbur himself is driving up here tomorrow uh, midday. Um, we're going to do a little, I think we're going to plan on doing a little bit of an evening hunt. And then we've got a special guest coming in tomorrow that I would love to tell y'all more about. But um, that's just going to have to wait. Y'all will find out more about that um, in the future. So be looking out for more podcasts and social media posts and YouTube channel stuff to uh, reveal who that guy's going to be. But I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really good time um before we go into covering the topic of today's discussion let's talk about a couple things the youtube channel has some really exciting stuff going on right now y'all have been asking for new turkey content we've been dying to give it to you and we have been giving it to you there's new episodes being uploaded weekly um there's going to be a new one uploaded probably tomorrow but sometime this week for sure um this is all brand new turkey content so Check that out. Go to YouTube. Type in Primo's Hunting. We should be the first one to pop up. Um, really excited about the stuff we're putting out there, so be sure to check that out. Also, you can save money right now at Primo's.com. There is a promo code running through the end of May. Um, you can go and save 15% off any regularly priced item, and that code is SPRING22. So use that at checkout. Save a couple dollars. Also, uh, promo code saving money type things. Our friends at Onyx, you can save money on an Onyx membership. Use the promo code PRIMOS20, and you'll get 20% off there. Um, also, we've still got stuff coming out on Outdoor Channel. Some more things exciting going on at Primos.com that I need to mention. Uh, probably the ones that I'm most excited about is the new Primos Select series of calls. Um, so we came back out with the Heartbreaker. We came back out with the Jackpot Slate, the Freak Slate. Um, and then we also have four brand new select mouth yelpers. Um, if, if I had to like specify these, like break these down, like I already said, <laughs> the select calls themselves are what I'm most excited about. But if I had to go even further uh, specifically and say what I'm most excited about in the select line, it would be the mouth yelpers because that's the, those mouth yelpers have been the first products that we've had this much hands-on work and this much input in in how they were made um and so just to watch those kind of come to life over the past couple springs and now to see them on the shelf it's 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 a whole lot of fun so check those out primos.com look at the select series um also the little gobstoppers uh, we came out the gobstopper decoys were a fan favorite for a while um, what we did is make them 20% smaller. It may not seem like a lot. Trust me, it is. It, it makes for a lot in easiness to pack them, and it makes for a lot in the reactions that we've gotten from turkeys out of them. So check those out as well. And I think that is it. Let's move into the topics of today's show. So the last time we talked, we were on the eve of Mississippi turkey season. And um, we were talking about how the weather looked poor, and um, it was kind of degrading to to look at because someone like like everyone on this team really it's 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 dejecting because it's not like we're not gonna go like <laughs> we gotta I mean like we gotta figure out a way to go regardless if it's a tsunami outside so um, 
we spent our time out there, uh, spent a lot of time like watching it rain and waiting for a window for it to break when we could go out there and try it. I think Jordan was the only one lucky enough to actually have some luck um, and love him. I'll get him to tell that story on here at some time. I'm sure Jordan will have no issue telling one of his turkey stories. But um, despite all the rain and storms and all that, he managed to find a goblin turkey and get it into range and shoot it. So uh, good for him on that one. Uh, the action that proceeded forward from there uh, took place with Brad and I right here at Kudzu Bluff. And uh, it was interesting for me, uh, probably for Brad too, because just the way with taking trips, like video trips and other places we'd end up, this is our third spring at Kudzu. And um, this is the earliest we've actually started hunting it. I mean, we've hunted it in March before. But usually it's like the time of year it is now. It's like in the 20s. Like today's March the 28th. And um, we never hunted it starting like on opening day. So we were kind of eager to see what all we were going to get into. Um, and so we like long story short, I'm not going to try to like lead y'all into something. And then want to let y'all down. We did not kill a turkey. We hunted here two full days, I think, before we had to leave out. And uh, we were dealing with severely flocked up turkeys uh, i think the the first morning brad and i went out um, we were looking down kind of this long lane that that falls off into a deep hardwood bottom and we had a group of i think it was like 13 different turkeys majority was hens and then it was like two i think it was three jakes and two long beards and they were concerned with absolutely nothing but what was going on inside their own little group i mean you could yelp at them you could call to them i think if we would have had a decoy out it wouldn't have made any difference i mean they just had all they were worried about was what was going on right in front of them that was absolutely it and um it was interesting to know because we i mean we figured out like those turkeys had been hearing us yelp and they weren't gobbling hens weren't yelping they were just doing their own thing um so the next morning you know it was a little bit weather better weather day so we were hearing turkeys gobble um we tried those flocked up turkeys again because we thought we might cut them off knowing a little bit more what they were doing it didn't work out they did something else as they often do um but it was it was like very very typical early season turkey behavior like you know, on the limb on that pretty morning they gobbled pretty good they flew down gobbled you know sporadically pretty decently for a little while and then just a hard shut off before even 8 a.m they just quit gobbling and i think that was it for the day except for some turkeys that we could hear um distance um a pretty good distance i think to our uh east and so we picked up and moved you know because we're like there's no sense in hunting these non-goblin flocked up turkeys if anything we kill them it'll be a deer hunt we really didn't want to do that so we elected to move to the turkey that we heard gobble last. And when we made that move, that was uh, ended up being the most action that Brad and I had. It made for a pretty fun little hunt. Um, but we kind of tiptoed in there best we could. It was so, so very difficult because uh, the woods were just so incredibly open. I mean, so, so open. I, every step I took, I was a nervous wreck that we were going to bump something because it was just so wide open, especially with those big ridges. You know, something can see you from down below. Something can see you from up high. Something can see you if they're even with you. I mean, just wide open. I was like, man, we are going to spook something. There's no way around it. But um, luckily, 
we eased up and I mean we took a very 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 cautious approach I mean we would go and we'd sit down for a little while and sometimes we would just listen and then we'd end up moving forward and we'd sit down again and we would call a little bit just very softly very subtly um, again because at that point in the season especially based off of what we've been hearing you know turkeys gobble some but as far as like hens getting really vocal it just wasn't happening and so we were trying to match it you know like it wouldn't make much sense for us to be impersonating a hen that was just you know just yelping her head off when that's not really what's going on so we were trying to come at it with like a soft approach um, and we ended up moving forward and moving forward and ended up getting to where we could see this food plot that we thought was near where we heard that turkey gobble last uh, and we we found a spot to sit down and we were just getting settled and all of a sudden just this eruption of turkey noise comes out across the food plot down um, this little finger ridge that kind of peels off into a bottom and I mean just like when I say an eruption I mean that's what it was I mean just all these different turkey sounds happening at one time when we figured it out I mean it was it was a fight is what was happening we put this together after because we were hearing this fighting purr we were hearing scuffling around we heard a gobble in there um, and next thing I know I look up and through all this kind of thicket I can see into the food plot a gobbler steps out and he is running the other way and I'm looking at him I mean I'm peeking at him through thickets I'm like well I know we didn't spook him so what in the world happened and and Brad had started yelping on his box call to kind of mix into the excitement of the fight that we were hearing to try to pull something our way and I hear Brad go I see turkeys I see turkeys so I try to melt back into my camera um, and I see the turkeys coming and what it was is it was um, four jakes and so what we put together is those jakes had been harassing those long beards particularly that one and uh, those jakes came in and stood at 15 yards looking around and doing jake turkey things and um, they actually were easing off and brad said there's another turkey we look up at the other end of the food plot there's another long beard he stepped out and when he took like two steps further um, somebody softy up to him but he took like two steps further and he got far enough where he saw those jakes in those food plots uh, where he saw those jakes in the food plot walking away from us when he saw those jakes he turned around and ran off so <laughs> brad and i were like well that explains kind of what's going on here that's a challenge we're going to have to deal with um, kamikaze jakes i mean in one ways it's encouraging i guess because it means you have a you know a good up-and-coming crop of gobblers but man that was uh you know who knows i mean there was two long beards that we'd managed to sneak in close to who knows how that would have played out if those jakes had jakes hadn't ran them off but they did and uh we pretty much used that as our indicator indicator that it was uh, time for us to head in and kind of rethink everything and that was really kind of the end of the action that brad and i had right in that early season and we didn't have much time after that because myself jordan and jimmy had to pack up and go back to south florida which was kind of weird because uh you know since my time at primos going to south florida to turkey hunt has kind of been something that we do every year however uh, I think this is the first time that I've made two trips to Florida within the month of March <laughs> to hunt turkeys, but I wasn't upset about it. Uh, we were going back down, toward, back down towards the Okeechobee area to hunt with our friend Brad Gibson at G3 Outfitters. Um, Primo's has been hunting with him for years, since long before you know I was working with Primo's. and Just a great guy. Um, he's turned into a friend of all of ours, and um, we've always had good times, always had good hunts. And so uh, we loaded up in the truck, Jordan, Jimmy, and myself, and headed on down there. And um, we didn't, I'm trying to think, the first afternoon, 
because uh, we got down there in time to kind of make an afternoon hunt. We really didn't get into much, but the wind was absolutely horrific. Like the wind was terrible. Um, and so it, it was a good little warm up hunt. You know, we kind of got our, um, kind of got our feet up under us and got a little, you know, feel of what was going on. And then we had high hopes for the next morning because, uh, the wind was going to lay down. It's supposed to be real pretty, kind of cool and crisp and well, cool and crisp for Florida standards. And, uh, so we go in there the next morning, um, daybreak and to our disappointment, (laughs) There was, like, so little roost goblin. We were like, man, what is going on? And I still don't know. It's got kind of one of those things that you can't really put your finger on what exactly the cause is. But those turkeys just did not gobble very much on the limb. Uh, they started gobbling probably, like, either – they either got started gobbling right as they flew down. Like, the second their feet touched the ground, they started gobbling. Or they gobbled a few times in the tree and then flew down. They were so distant, I really couldn't tell. And it was late enough in the morning, they very much could have been on the ground already. But um, we tried it there for a little bit. At one point, I thought, you know, in our initial setup that we were sitting at at first light, I thought we were going to have something going there, never did. Uh, the goblin just kind of faded off, and we were sitting there wondering on what on what we should do. Um, and then about that time, the sandhill crane started going nuts you know and if y'all have never heard sandhill cranes they make they have a very distinct sound and they're also like very very loud like they're very loud um and so they started cranking up and it was like a donkey or something else in the distance started going off and it, there was a lot of racket happening and in the middle of it a turkey gobbles and he's like directly north of us in this cypress swamp and uh brad jimmy jordan and myself were all like well that's the best game we have in town. We might as well get up and move to the north and set up at least and call and see if we can do something with him. So we did that, um, got all of us he- hidden in this little um, kind of a kind of like a little pocket of, of cabbage trees and palmettos, which the, that's the be- beautiful thing about Florida. There's so much natural blind material. It's easy to kind of cover yourself in. But anyhow, we get set up and start calling. And this is one of those things, like if you see the video – someone would look at it and think that we faked it but like as as there's there's four people or yeah jordan jimmy brad so there's three other people beside myself that can verify what happened um we've been sitting there probably mm, 25 30 minutes and um jordan and i were comparing our box calls because jordan has that tall timber gabriel that he's been hunting with for three or four years now and he loves that call and rightfully so because that's like one of those calls that can just it can get a it can get a gobble out of a turkey but it can also like something about that frequency in that call can just get it get a turkey like just cranked up i don't know what it is and so um jordan has that call i was running one of the little heartbreakers that came out in the select series and they're very similar in the build i mean there's some subtle differences um except for i mean the the thumb grooves and um, the tall timber don't exist in the heartbreaker that's the most like non-subtle difference but the rest of it you know they're a similar call and so i was just sitting there looking at jordan's looking at mine and i was intrigued by the difference in the sound of the calls because they do sound very different and uh i yelped on jordan's tall timber put it down on top of his vest. He was sitting there behind the camera. Then I picked up my uh, heartbreaker. And again, keep in mind, we'd been there for at least a half an hour. And I pick up my heartbreaker and just start clucking really soft. Like in my mind, I was clucking so soft, I wasn't even necessarily trying to 
make the turkey that we had heard last hear me because in my mind I was like he's still out there and I was just clucking for the sake of clucking and all of a sudden these turkeys gobble two of them gobble and they're less than 100 yards directly behind us um no one was ready like I had no face mask on I just like fell forward and stuck my nose in the dirt Jimmy's trying to get his gun up luckily the way we sat down Jordan had a good opening he could ease the camera around and shortly thereafter the turkey stepped out of the swamp into kind of this little the edge of the pasture so to speak and Jordan was able to get on them and they marched right into those little gobstopper decoys and Jimmy ended up shooting one of them at 20 yards 15 yards maybe the funny thing was is uh Brad was using one of our old stakeout blinds and uh when Jordan gave Jimmy the go ahead to shoot typically and a lot of y'all may guess this about Jimmy even if you haven't seen it Jimmy's pretty eager on pulling that trigger so anyone who films him whether I'm doing it or whether I'm there when someone else is doing it I get like I start anticipating the shot the second someone starts talking to Jimmy whoever's filming him because normally like if the the guy who's filming says kill him or kill him if you can or shoot him you know something along those lines normally the fin the sentence isn't even out of that cameraman's mouth and there's already a boom so Jordan says shoot one of them and I'm like tensed up waiting for a shot and then there's no shot and I'm like what's going on I hear Jimmy go I can't shoot over that blind and uh anyhow like they started they weren't leaving but they did turn the other direction it's almost like they were going to strut the other way for a little while and jimmy shoots and rolls one of them but he shot a chunk out of poor brad's blind uh it was pretty comical but um yeah so that was a that was a fantastic hunt we um sat there and enjoyed it for a little while talked everything over and kind of relived it try not to get in too big of a rush that's something that we've kind of started doing um it's easy especially on a good weather day like that you shoot a turkey you know if you have other people sitting there with tags or or whatever you want to just keep blowing and going and trying to find another one but um we've really enjoyed kind of just bringing the turkey back reliving everything sitting there for a little while taking it all in and then moving forward so that's kind of what we did and um it was my turn to hunt next after that uh, we finally got everything packed up and started moving and um, decided the best thing to do was kind of go the opposite direction, uh, go back towards where we were set up at first light, but keep going and kind of glass around out there. Uh, Brad ended up spotting a big flock of turkeys, and so we dipped off um, into the cypress swamp, made a big loop, came back up, kind of working our way towards the edge and found a pretty spot to sit down. And our plan was, I mean, at this point it was – nine nine thirty i think uh mid to late morning and so we're like let's just sit down for a little bit listen call if we hear something great if we don't we'll keep moving after a little while and um i think the first thing they answered was my heartbreaker it was way way off and so we're like well they've got to answer and i think you know we called a little bit here and there and it had been probably 15 minutes and jordan gets his tall timber in you up so they gobble again and they're like barely over 100 yards so we snap into position we're like oh crap here it comes uh and it was it turned into being like one of the most in my opinion one of the most enjoyable type hunts that you can have because don't get me wrong everyone loves those hunts where you yelp and the turkey gobbles and you wait 30 seconds and you yelp again and the turkey gobbles again and he's 75 yards closer and next thing you know you're looking at him and he's strutting and he's gobbling and you shoot him and it's all over so fast those are absolutely great 
I'll take one every day and twice on Sunday. But when you're thrown into one of those opportunities where you get to go back and forth for a while and kind of have to coax them to, to come the whole way in, it's it's so enjoyable doing that. You know, we really got to call to those turkeys. We really got to communicate with them. We really got to, you know, had to reach back in the repertoire and say what we had needed to say to get them to, to ooze a little bit closer. The funny thing was is we had just about given up on that setup and were considering moving. We weren't leaving those turkeys. We were just thinking we needed to move somewhere else. Um, and in the middle of us discussing that, to the turkey's mind, we had gone silent for a little while, and all of a sudden they rip a gobble, and they're 70 yards. And so we sink back into our spots. I mean, we weren't standing up. We were just kind of sitting up higher than we needed to be. And we just kind of sink back into the trees we're sitting on, and I started yelping on my mouth call because I didn't want to be – moving my hands with the box call anymore and they gobble and the next thing I know I can hear drumming and um, what happened is why and why it took so long or part of the reason why it took so long for them to come in is it was a it was a pretty sizable flock of turkeys it was two long beards a jake and I think there was multiple hens I'm not sure how many but there's multiple of them if I remember right um, and anyhow they they came and first they strutted right on the edge of the pasture which we were backed off the edge a little bit um, so when they were on the edge of the pasture, we still were probably 50 yards away from them, but, uh, they finally broke and came through the trees and popped out on the other side. And the two long beards were, one was strutting, the other one was being a sentry and they were 25 yards when I shot. And, uh, that was, it was beautiful. It was one of those things when it happened, like when they finally decided to commit and come, it happened so fast. I didn't get a chance to get nervous. So when I shot, um, you know, when we, with that, all those other turkeys being there, when I shot, we didn't want to like just jump up and start hooping and hollering. We wanted to um, just kind of shoot and then let the other turkeys kind of ease off. Uh, and while the other turkeys were kind of easing off because they didn't really know what happened, I'd had a complete adrenaline dump. Uh, but it was fun, man. It was it was such such a fun hunt. Uh, Jordan started hunting after that. Uh, he hunted that afternoon. Uh, we didn't get into anything. Hunted at first light that next morning. I don't think we really got into anything there um and then we ended up moving spots which has ended up being pretty cool because with the spot we ended up moving to uh was a spot where jordan killed his first osceola like five years ago and we you know we show up at this property and kind of a little bit of the same thing we were doing yesterday midday when i started hunting you know we were just kind of oozing through calling here and there trying to find one and nothing was really gobbling and so brad said you know there's a spot where turkeys hang out a lot slash if they're coming through here they usually come through this way let's just get close to it and set up get in the shade see what happens um and this is when to me at least i don't know i can't state how jordan feels or how jimmy feels but to me at least this is when one of the funniest things of the entire trip happened um y'all know jimmy y'all know <laughs> y'all know how he is y'all also know jordan y'all know how he is um jordan had been calling Jimmy was sitting back behind us. I was filming. Uh, Jordan had just called on that box call, box call, and nothing. And uh, Jimmy pulls out his slate and yelps. And it's just one of those things. The timing could not have been more funny because I mean, Jordan had yelped less than thirty seconds ago, and Jimmy whips his slate out and yelps, and two turkeys answer less than a hundred yards away. And it was probably less than a minute later i was hearing them drum and then all of a sudden pop there they are out in the opening 
and uh, two long beards strutting. And they had to come to the left a pretty decent ways to get uh, where Jordan had a shot opportunity, but it worked out well because we had those gobstopper decoys out. And they didn't come just bull rushing into them, but they were just slowly working their way towards them until finally they were far enough inside um, that angle where Jordan could shoot. Uh, so Jordan shoots, kills one of them, um, and then we're, you know, we're feeling great. You know, Jimmy's killed one, I've killed one, Jordan's killed one. This is only day three, uh, so we're, we're feeling pretty good. And then the way we structured that trip is uh, Jimmy's going to shoot one, no, Jimmy's going to shoot two, and then me and Jordan are both going to kill one. So since I had killed and Jordan had killed, it was Jimmy's turn to hunt again only except he was going to hunt with his uh, crossbow, his mission crossbow. And um, I've seen Jimmy shoot turkeys with a crossbow before. Uh, last time I saw him do it was in Florida, like six, seven years ago. Um, and so we were like, yeah, we can we can do this. Shouldn't be a problem. You know, we can, we can give it our best efforts. We'll see what happens. Uh, it did not happen. <laughs> we hit some serious struggles when that crossbow came out. Um, just just series of unfortunate events we couldn't get turkeys to act right uh we didn't have any misses or anything like that it's just our our activity uh our our opportunities of turkeys at close range just stopped the second the crossbow came out i don't know why that's just kind of how it happened i know one big factor is the weather turned out absolutely awful like we were fighting winds and really really bad rain there's like some like tropical storm stuff coming through or, or something. I don't know, a whole lot of rain. Um, and so we ended up having like a day left. And uh, we were weighing out our options. Like, do we stick with the crossbow or do we just give Jimmy a shotgun back and see what happens? And so that's what we ended up doing. Because, again, we had not only do we have a day left, we didn't even have all of that day left because of the weather. We had like this super short window where in the crossbow – you can't really run and gun with that thing. You just kind of, kind of sit and and hope. And we're like, let's get a shotgun. We can move around more. There's less room for error. You know, there's more room for opportunity. And um, it ended up being the right decision um, because uh, I think it was like the second sit with that with that gun uh, or some something like that. But it was the it was the last morning. It wasn't our first sit that morning, but it was the last morning up into the morning. Um, we find these turkeys, two of them come in, and Jimmy ends up shooting them. And then uh, that was how that trip ended. Fantastic trip. Um, learned a lot as far as, like, it's always interesting hunting with other people, even people you've hunted with a lot. I like watching how people approach different situations. Um, but it was fun. It, it was a whole lot of fun. And then we packed up, rolled back into Mississippi. Um, and, again, uh, I'm back in Kudzu now. I do have – a very fun turkey tale uh, to, to share with y'all that took place this very morning, which is a corporate culprit as to why this podcast is coming out so late. Um, a buddy of mine that uh, I met recently, uh, Jay, he is doing a project called the Pawn Shop Shotgun. And basically what it is, is he literally went to a pawn shop and bought a shotgun. Um, and he's sh like, it's, it's, I mean, I don't really even know how old it is, but that thing is old. Uh, but he's, you know, he's getting some folks, he's traveling around, getting some folks to hunt with it, collecting a bunch of experiences, filming it, getting a lot of photography. Um, and then at the NWTF convention next year, he's planning on auctioning it off all to raise money to go to the NWTF, to go to wild turkey conservation, something that myself, um, and primos can obviously get behind. Um, and so, uh, 
he wanted to come down here. Um, and I told him, man, I was like, man, if you want to hunt, you know, I don't really want to hunt myself, but if you, you know, you want to hunt and take that gun, I'll take you out somewhere. And so we went to, um, some public ground that, that I'd hunted for a long, long time. And, uh, we, we had as fun of a hunt as you could have without killing a turkey. We heard nothing at first light. I was feeling a little bit bummed out because I wanted to show those boys a good time. Jay and uh, Peyton, who was filming him, uh, wanted them to have a good time, wanted to enjoy, you know, have an enjoyable hunt. We go to Plan B, and we hike, I don't know, we were probably a mile and a half or somewhere between a mile and a half and two miles in there uh, when I finally struck a turkey. And... Um, we just kind of oozed towards him as slowly as we could. The interesting thing was is that when I first struck him, he was over 300 yards for sure. And then he did not gobble again until I was 150 yards away from him. And uh, we scrambled and sit down and um, put ourselves, I think, in a very good setup. It just ended up being uh, he had a lot of hens with him. He was probably at the closest, probably 60-ish yards, I think. Close enough that I was hearing him drum, hearing him walk in the leaves, and hearing his chest rattle when he gobbled. But the holdup was that I was also hearing his hens uh, cluck and scratch around, and they were in this big, beautiful creek bottom, and he just would not break enough for us to get, you know, for them to get a shot at him as much as I was hoping that he would. But it didn't work out. But um, it didn't work out as far as shooting the turkey goes. As far as having a fun, very enjoyable spring morning turkey hunt, uh, I don't really know what else you could ask for. I mean, it was it was such a fun hunt. And again, it was it, what he's doing is it's a good thing. It's something different. It's creative, um, and it's for you know raising money for something that we all love. And so it's something that I can obviously get behind. So check them out, uh, the Pawn Shop Shotgun Project. Um, there'll be more of their stuff coming out. As again, I mean, they're just starting to put this together. I think they first started just started filming actual hunts with folks using the gun like last weekend. So it's very new, but um, lots and lots of cool stuff. I think that about wraps us up as far as updating y'all with what's been going on. Again, um, I'll be out tomorrow morning listening, getting ready for Will um, and our guest that's coming in. As soon as I can start revealing who that is, I will do it. I think a lot of y'all will know who it is and um, be eager to see see uh, some of the footage with us hunting with him. I'm excited about it for sure. I mean, it's it's turkey season at this point. I, there's not really much you can do to make me not excited. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, that's going to wrap us up here. I hope you all enjoyed kind of the current events breakdown of what's been going on so far with the Primo's turkey season. Again, um, before I leave you, check out the Primo's YouTube channel. Check out the Primo's Select Calls at Primo's.com. Check out the little gobstoppers. And yeah, hope y'all have a safe and successful spring. Good luck out there. And as always, thank y'all so very much for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.